thank you for sparing your time to listen to this podcast on environmental sustainability i am ramanan tevarajan and i am with the information technology industry for the last 26 years and i am a sustainability enthusiast the topic today is environmental sustainability and why as earth citizen we should play a crucial role to save the mother earth with a net zero carbon goal it's not a want it's a must because we live in it i'll be talking about esg which is a framework but with focus on e which is environmental sustainability this will be followed by impact of carbon emission plastics and climate risk we'll also see how technology can play a greater role in reducing carbon emission and the criticality of social change so let's start with uh, what is esg esg stands for environmental social and governance and we are going to focus on environmental not the social and governance part so let's go to the e part of it which is environmental so environment refers to the climate change resource depletion waste pollution deforestation which all leads to huge climate risk carbon in the atmosphere has reached all time high because of deforestation and all the residues we have left in this part of the world the carbon emission is a key concern so what is carbon emission the carbon emission is the carbon which is in the atmosphere which is rapidly increasing the temperature which will lead to immense disasters so let's have a quick look at carbon emission and what is it in 1950 the carbon emission in the atmosphere was 6 gigatons which has gradually increased to 35 gigatons in 2021 so in 70 years the carbon emission in the atmosphere has raised almost 29 gigatons it's an immense rise it's almost like seven times from 1950 to 2021 we all see those examples we don't have the fresh air anymore pandemic rising of sea levels so on so forth so how this has uh, gradually started let's look at 1950 the 6 uh, gigatons and followed by 2019 which was 33 gigatons and during the pandemic outbreak it has gone down from 33 to 31 gigatons why because there was no flights no cars on the road less cars on the road i would say so the emissions were very very less so it has come down from 33 31 but with the economic revival it has gone back to 35 gigatons which is 2021 so the current rate of emission incrementally is 2 to 2.5% year on year which is a massive increase and the humans have run out of the carbon budget because we have only 8 years before we break our carbon budgets and beyond that we'll have catastrophical effect this also leads to plus 2 degree centigrade global warming increase as a result there will be 1 meter sea level rise by 2100 the year 2100 and we will see 30% of the species under threat of extinction from this part of the world several corporates and banks are investing heavily to bring down their greenhouse emission with a vision to achieve net zero 
emission. For example, Bank of America, the goal to achieve net zero greenhouse emission by 2050. And uh, Ford Motors, they wanted to reduce the greenhouse emissions from operations by 75%. FedEx, uh, they wanted to achieve carbon neutral operations by 2040. So everyone has their views on how they wanted to uh, take up this uh, reduction of this carbon emission. However, the world will need minimum $5 trillion per year spending till 2050 to even dream of net zero or net carbon emissions. But from 1950 to 2000, how did we get pushed to this situation of human extinction? Let's look at circular economy and how humans breached it. In the past, humans practiced circular economy, which is being responsible, giving back to nature, recycle, closing the loop, leave no residue. However, in the digital era, it's depleting where money was prioritized, waste products are increasing, recycling is still very limited, the loop is broken and waste pile up, residue affects the remaining environment. This is how we have breached and depleted. For example, the impact of closed chain breakage has led to lack of nutrition for plants, insufficient food for animals and humans, extinction of species and fresh water scarcity. Remember, Humans were in Mother Earth only for over 2000 years and we learned everything from birds and animals like how to identify food and water and shelter and how to build homes while the birds and animals were doing it for millions of years. Humans forgot the word of collaborative living and we should live and let live. We are just another species in the earth amongst billions of species and now we are responsible for all the extinction of this species. Please note we cannot live without birds and animals and other species in this planet. Like the science says, if honeybees extinct from the face of the earth, humans cannot live beyond four years. That is the dependency we have created. However, without humans, all birds and animals can continue to live for millions of years happily in the earth. Perhaps Mother Earth is really angry with one species called humans and for their destructive mindset and may wipe out the human species using pandemics. Maybe nothing is an accident. Let's get back to the freshwater scarcity. Because of freshwater scarcity, water intake for desalination has increased and as a result, the desalination plants release brine solution, greenhouse gas emissions, toxic waste to the sea, affecting several species and leading to extinction of various species. Another example of the effect of breaking the closed chain is warmer temperature and dry conditions which are catalysts for wildfires across states. Release of huge amounts of greenhouse gases stored in the dense vegetations and all this disturb the ecology and balance. As a result, temperature increase globally leading to melting of glaciers which lead to rising sea levels. By the year 2100, small islands nations will be completely submerged under ocean. Even major cities will also be under threat. So what are the transition risks to carbon neutral world? How can we move out of this carbon dependency so that there is no emissions to alternative solution? Most of the sizable oil and gas companies contribute to 900 million ton carbon emission per year. The green premium which means cost of switching to alternative energy is very high. Hence, transition is very expensive since these companies are standard with assets. Risks like oil whales which cost billions of dollars to adapt 
a simple transition because whatever has been invested in these oil well assets now cannot be reused it has to be a complete transition which is going to take a lot of time and effort and billions of dollars of money will be wiped out that is where this transition challenge stands if carbon tax are applied globally this may shake the addiction of oil amongst the humans companies responsible for heavy carbon emissions also can offset carbon which means if they are responsible for emitting say 200 million tons of carbon emission every year they may have to own forests or trees to have to equate their emissions with carbon absorption that's why a lot of companies start buying rainforests ultimately the customer have to change and adapt it's all in our hands and we can set the rules to this corporate world so let's look at uh, some of those insights of corporates on climate risk so tesla being one of the largest electric vehicle company seventh valuable valuable company in the world uh, uses lithium batteries from congo which uh, emits very less carbon emission and verizon they have floated a green bond worth 1 billion for their 5g rollout starbucks they have floated a green bond for cafe farmers and walmart has their own sustainability goal with uh, several initiatives and a collaboration with plenty unlimited inc which is incorporated to help vertical farming then there are several companies for carbon offsets by rainforests in indonesia of course some of these initiatives are debatable whether they lead to help sustainability goals or not but some are really good progressive so let's look at the impact of plastics and some data points around it 8.3 billion tons of plastic manufactured since 1950 it's a huge amount of plastics and 79% of plastics end up in landfills and natural environment 12% of plastics wastes are incinerated 9% of plastic wastes are recycled so out of 8.3 billion tons of plastic only 9% of the plastic wastes are recycled 300 million tons of plastic wastes are generated every year and 90% of the plastic waste carried to the ocean by 10 major rivers which means we have left lot of residue around earth both in ocean and land and there is no way to identify this and take it back because only 9% of this is recycled which is an alarming problem and what are the technology options we have to tackle all those things to reduce carbon emission we can create carbon sinks so what are carbon sinks carbon sinks are nothing but the sinks which can absorb carbon like for example large trees forests are one of the source or the best sinks in the world to capture carbon because it has it can absorb carbon and keep it so that's a, a large sink the largest carbon storage is of course under ocean ocean has the most of the carbon stored so we can use technologies to tackle this climate change for example there are companies like tendra systems uh, biocarbon engineering who help uh, this flash forest and drone seeding create flash forest with drone seed using drone technology for planting trees and conduct aerial monitoring and this is much a faster process to seed and grow trees which is a good source of carbon sink and there are companies like uh, the ocean cleanup and four ocean so technology to clean plastic waste from ocean and uh, water bodies with automated garbage collecting vessels and there are companies like carbon engineering climeworks these companies help in carbon capture technology and storage uh, direct air capture from atmosphere carbon capture at the source and captured carbon stored in natural reservoirs 2600 meters beneath the sea level so these are some of those companies which 
help tackle climate change. So let's look at what is carbon capture, how this carbon which is in the environment creating disaster can be captured. Using technology we can capture carbon from the atmosphere and the two available options are carbon capture and carbon disposal. Let's look at carbon capture. So carbon can be captured as flue gas or direct air capture. For example, removal of carbon at the source of the carbon emitting plant is one way which uh, the setup cost will be billions of dollars to do so. And the direct air capture the sucks already emitted carbon from the atmosphere. Again, setup cost for a full-fledged plant will be billion dollars. Then the carbon disposal. So carbon disposal has two types in it. So which is carbon capture and storage and carbon capture and utilization. So carbon capture and storage, you store the captured carbon 2600 meters beneath the seabed. Captured carbon is stored into safe basaltic rocks which forms into minerals within time. Let's look at the other option of carbon capture and utilization. So this is captured and utilized for good use. For example, this makes carbon into bricks for making houses or repurposing it as a gas for various drinks, uh, frizzy drinks. Let's briefly speak on ocean cleanup. One of the firm, which is called the Ocean Cleanup, uh, is a Dutch non-profit organization with focus to remove 90% plastics from the oceans by 2040 and to stop plastics flowing into oceans. It's solar powered and autonomous and can collect up to 100,000 kgs, kilograms of trash every day from the ocean. This firm backing is through crowdfunding campaigns. I think they have nearly collected 45 million of backing from this crowdfunding campaigns. They reuse the collected plastics to manufacture sunglasses and other accessories. So it's not left as residue. So it's very critical that all of us, we are all Earth citizens, come out with an accountability of saving the Earth and all these initiatives like ocean cleanup etc may not take us too long to survive because we need to help these firms to scale up and reduce all these residues and carbon emissions. Lastly, we need to enforce social change to save the world. The wealth and profit focused greed of corporates have led the humans to the edge of the planet and it's too close for extension. Inevitable next steps to save the planet will be to be accountable and it's your problem not anyone else. Adapt green premium which is sustainable products alternative to carbon emitting products and demand for green and eco-friendly certification for the product so that the vendor will be forced to invest on environment. Support carbon tax which is very critical. Be aware on green washing problem and scams. Like for example, people say it's an organic food, but you don't have any clue whether it is really organic or not. But we pay the price and encourage the vendors to do so. So we have to be very careful. One should insist on certifications of the product to avoid greenwashing so that the vendors are aware of the consumer's awareness and they are prepared to spend the right amount of investments on the sustainability related offerings. We all should shake our addiction to fossil fuels, which is all in our hand. Help all environment and sustainability initiatives like ocean cleanup and stop using plastics. And this is the last wake up call to save the earth. And any further delay will make the next generation extinct from this planet. Of course, human will not exist, but all other plants and animals might. Thank you again for your time and listening to my podcast on environmental sustainability. I am Ramanan Tevarajan signing off. If you like my podcast, please subscribe to it. Look forward to speaking to you in my next podcast. Thank you.